Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. There's been a lot of information coming out in the Lori Daybell trial, some new and some not so new. Recently, there were several devious Google searches conducted by Lori and her fifth husband, Chad Daybell, who are both charged for murder and conspiracy and grand theft for Lori and insurance fraud for Chad. The detectives pulled the Google searches that they felt that were pertinent to the investigation. So today I'm gonna give you what those searches were, but connect them to the timeline so you can see what they were up to at the time of these searches and give you even more insight to not only them, but also to Lori's little mini-me, her niece, Melanie Pulowski, previously known as Melanie Boudreau. So now, let's get into it. Now, Lori's Gmail searches were from March to December of 2019, which was four months before Charles died and two days after Lori's brother Alex died in December of that year. The children, Tylee and JJ, and Tammy Daybell died in between Charles and Alex. Chad's Gmail searches range from October 2018 through November 2019. Now, a short little history before we dive in. Chad met Lori at an event in October of 2018, which is the start of when the authorities pulled the searches. Lori was still married to Charles Vallow and Chad Daybell was still married to Tammy Daybell. Lori and Chad had a lengthy affair. Now, Chad would write special texts to Lori at that time range, and I covered that in an interesting video. It was as if a teenager wrote it. It's all kinds of wrong. I don't know how Chad calls himself a writer, really, but to each their own. One of his favorite terms is his code word, loin fire. His word, not mine. You can see that video in my playlist or description, and I'll also have it at the end of this video. Not long after, Lori requested Chad to help her with her family history, and Chad had created a rubric with a list of people in Lori's family and rated them light and dark. The people rated dark were at risk. This would become what I call the hit list. Now, by February, Lori was stealing from Charles Vallow. Charles filed for divorce. Lori took off to Hawaii, leaving her son JJ behind. The list goes on. Now, let's dive into the searches. In January of 2019, which is the month Lori received her rubric from Chad, Chad searched Ned Snyder, 1996 death, Louisiana, Ned Snyder, Louisiana, Ned Snyder, Louisiana, born 1951, died 1996. Bodies possessed after original occupant dies. Now, three days later, Chad does a search but queries a different spelling of Ned and types in Ned Schneider, Louisiana, obituary 1997. Now, Ned Schneider was one of the names that Charles Vallow was given. They had believed that Charles became a zombie and was eventually rated dark. And what do you do with zombies? 
you kill them. Charles was also from Louisiana, and according to Annie Cushing, who is Tylee Ryan's aunt, she said that Charles had a childhood friend named Ned, and Lori would know that. Now, I did some quick searches for Ned Schneider, but I came up empty-handed. I also tried some genealogical records, but no luck. Although, admittedly, I didn't spend a ton of time on this, as I had a video to do. But let's go back for a second to the rubric and Lori and Chad first meeting. When Chad first met Lori, he told her that they were married several probations or lifetimes before. It was by far the worst pickup line I've heard, but it worked on Lori. And shortly after that, Chad's helping her with her family history by creating this nice little rubric. People who were rated dark were being killed off one by one. And interestingly, and it just so happened to be that the ones who were rated dark were the ones who are pain in the butt to Lori in her life. So perhaps Lori talked to Chad about someone in Charles's life and mentioned Ned and Chad in his eagerness to hook up with Lori and tend to his burning loin fire, he crowns Charles with the name Ned. And Charles is now the zombie and taken over by Ned. Voila, perfect. Lori will buy that. Chad looks like a hero, but in the rubric, he listed Charles first as light. You kind of can't be too obvious in the beginning, right? Let me know what you think. Do you have a different possible theory? Let me know below. Two months later, on March 3rd, 2019, Chad searched June 26 star sign, are Cancer and Leo compatible? May 4 sign, Taurus and Leo compatible. Lori's birthday is June 26, making her Cancer. Chad's is August, making him Leo, and Tammy Daybell is in May, making her a Taurus. So Chad first searches if Lori and Chad are astrologically compatible, and then searches compatibility with his current wife at the time, Tammy. Chad would have been thrilled when he found the answers for compatibility with Lori. When I looked it up, it made points such as, both are strongly loyal, even to the point of possessiveness, Leo is the bigger and bolder and more vivid of this couple, which is Chad. And it says the picture of majesty and status. Both signs like to take charge, but they come at a leadership role from very different directions. No small number of disputes can rise from this difference. As long as Cancer and Leo never take for granted their relationship, as long as they reassure one another in a practical and romantic ways that this relationship is important to both of them, they can usually find a happy medium. And then it says, what's the best aspect of the Cancer-Leo relationship? It says, their mutual commitment to a sincere relationship. Together, this pair can share a supportive, positive, and healthy vibe. People see them as a winning combination. And their mutual desire for a secure, loving relationship makes them strive for harmony. And remember, Lori and Chad believe they were the ones to lead the 144,000, although I got there first, to the second coming of Christ. Now, also in my research, it says, since their desires are similar, a Cancer and Leo may fill very important voids in each other's lives. And perfect, Chad thinks, and Lori had been spending time in Hawaii. She abandoned JJ at this time. She's living it up. Two days before Chad's search, though, Charles Vallow filed to dismiss the divorce proceedings with Lori and says that Lori is going to join him and JJ in Houston where Charles moved after they split in February. He said, love always wins. Now Lori had a different devious plan as she said something to the effect before to Melanie Gibb that she was having some financial things to take care of. 
I think that was Melanie Gibb or April Raymond. I can't remember, let me know below. Two months later in May, and also a day after Tammy Daybell's birthday, Chad takes it to Google again and searches on May 5th, Malachite, eBay Malachite jewelry. Malachite is the stone that was part of Lori and Chad's wedding rings. They had pictures from their wedding in Hawaii. When researched, it says, the ancient Egyptians called it a god stone as it was used as an amulet that can avoid the threat of death or protect the wearer from negative entities. This stone of transformation helps reveal and heal emotional pain by absorbing the pain into itself. It is beneficial in bringing ease during times of change and gives the insight needed for personal growth. It can also be a toxic stone to humans because malachite contains a high percentage of copper and when it's cut and polished it's the dust that can cause issues when you breathe it in or ingest it or when you leave it in contact with your skin and an interesting note when i was researching it it also said do not leave malachite in water or drink malachite infused water it makes a person think doesn't it when it comes to lori and chad now that same day of chad's search for malachite is the same day Lori Vallow saves a screenshot of the stones as well. Now remember, this was in May, which is six months before their actual wedding, and five months before Tammy Daybell died, and two months before Charles was killed. Now two days later, it was Lori's turn to search for Malachite. And three weeks after that, on June 1st, 2019, Chad searched the term Hiplos. He searched that actually twice, but it was Lori a few days before that that texted Zulema Pastenes about the name Hiplos. Zulema was a friend and the woman that ended up marrying Lori's brother Alex, and on the same weekend, Lori's niece got married to Ian Pulowski, who got married the first eight or ten days of meeting. Now in Lori's text to Zulema, she says, Perfect. I found out there are four. One is a level four entity. His name is Iplos. The H is silent. The other three are level threes. Let's do this. Now, the month after that, on July 9th, which is two days before Charles is murdered, Chad searched when you surprise someone with accusations. Now, this is the day when Lori finds out about an intervention that was planned, by, as she called it, and it was uh, planned by her brother Adam and Charles. Charles was already planning on coming to town to see JJ. This makes sense then when Chad searched that day when you surprise someone with accusations. It's possible. Two days after that, on July 11th, Charles is murdered. And I, of course, have to throw it in that Lori was smiling like an idiot that day with zero remorse after spending 15 years with this man. And she thought she was going to be $1 million richer. Little did she know, a week later, Lori finds out that she's no longer on Charles's life insurance policy as a beneficiary. And Charles's sister, Kay Woodcock, was. And that made Lori very, very unhappy. The day after, Lori's niece, Melanie, texts Lori and tells her she has a new burner phone. Two days after that, she texts Lori and tells her that Lori should take out life insurance policies on both JJ and Tylee and herself. She says, you should get a life insurance policy on JJ, Tylee and you, because after Charles, we see that anything can always happen. It's in the Lord's will. So that same day, Lori goes to Google and searches Gerber Life Policy, Life Insurance for Children, the Grow Up Plan. Now Lori's gonna need the money from somewhere, right? Now that it didn't work out with the way she planned from Charles, she's not a million dollars richer, 
what to do, what to do. And a note about Melanie, at this time, she was freshly separated from Brown and Boudreaux just the month before. And it would be another two and a half months before he would have his attempt made on his life. But more on that in a minute. Colby testified in trial recently about Lori's life insurance and said, Lori told him he was the sole beneficiary. They didn't go in depth on the topic though while he was on the stand. In fact, they didn't go in depth much at all in his testimony, which actually surprised me. Did it surprise you? I wanna hear what you think below. I was expecting more about the fact that Lori passed on her brand new car to Colby, which later found evidence of blood, you know, that kind of thing. But nope, there was absolutely nothing. It was very short. I wonder why. I'm very curious. Not that it would be uh, the actual blood evidence that he could talk about, but bringing up that topic about the vehicle and, you know, more of it, her manipulating ways, which would strengthen the conspiracy stuff. I'm surprised. It would connect so many dots too. Now, a while back in an interview with Keith Morrison, Colby talked about how when he got married, he said Lori changed and said that it was like it was a competition between Lori and his wife. Lori felt, you know, com uh, competitive. And Lori, he said, was 100% uh, seemed to be treating him more like a boyfriend than it was a son. Notable. Guess who was rated dark on that rubric? Colby's wife. So the day after the search for insurance on the kids, Lori emails the dog trainer for JJ's service dog and tells him to come pick him up. She then searches Phoenix Pet Service, Craigslist, Cell Service Dog, Little Angel Service Dogs, Service Dogs for Sale, Offerings, Phoenix, but she also tried to sell her dog for $2,500 and the trainer catches wind and sees this and says, uh, you can't do that, and then agrees to pick the dog up and does so a month later in August. Now, Lori was something else when it came to this dog because back in February when she stole Charles's belongings, she, she also stole the dog's dog collar. And that dog was for JJ. JJ had autism and he was his service dog. It was said that this dog named Bailey even helped JJ sleep through the night. Yet, Lori took the dog away and now Charles is dead. Although she told JJ he's on a business trip and this poor little boy has his best friend taken away, his dad's gone, and this dog helps him. And his mom is just evil. How is this okay? So the same day that this is all going down, Chad texts Lori and complains. He says, figured out who I feel like. I'm a grown-up version of Harry Potter who has to live with the Dudleys in his little space under the stairs. Every few weeks, I get to escape and have amazing adventures with my goddess lover, but then I have to return to my place under the stairs, feeling trapped. But I sense a permanent freedom is coming. A month later, in August, Lori tried to order two glow-in-the-dark malachite rings from Etsy. She wasn't able to order them as the owner of the Etsy shop couldn't fulfill them. And I think if I remember correctly, they were on vacation or something like that. They just couldn't fulfill it. And on August 25th, Lori searches wedding bands made of malachite. She tried to order rings, but her credit card was declined, and the total was for $808. Now, Lori just returned from a five-day trip to Rexburg to check out some homes, and she took pictures of JJ's school. Love was in the air, I guess you could say. And JJ's grandma, Kay Woodcock, sent Lori an email that day begging to FaceTime and visit JJ. She and Larry Woodcock were being shut out of JJ's life. Then, a week later, at the end of August, Lori moves to Idaho with the kids. 
They were there only a week when on September 8th, 2019, Chad searched SSW wind. That was the last day Tylee was seen alive. She was a couple weeks just shy of her 17th birthday. And Alex's phone pinged the next day on the 9th at Chad Daybell's property, and we know that Tylee would be later found in the ground, dismembered and burned. After Alex visited Chad's yard, Alex went to Del Taco, which is really weird. We seem to hear stories of these murders, and then these suspects end up going through a drive-through. It's weird. Even on the day Charles was murdered, Lori loaded up the kids and drove through a Burger King, although it was said to be for JJ's breakfast, but it's still weird. Not to mention that she drove JJ to school right after. And on this same day, I guess Chad couldn't contain himself as he texted Tammy while she was working about his interesting morning, confessing, yet not directly, he said, well, I've had an interesting morning. I felt I should burn all of the limb debris by the fire pit before it got too soaked by the coming storms. While I did so, I spotted a big raccoon along the fence. I hurried and got my gun and he was still walking along. I got close enough that one shot did the trick. He is now in our pet cemetery. Love to hear what the defense is gonna say about that one. And what's notable is a witness heard a gunshot that day from Chad's property and his limb debris comment lined up with the fact that Tylee was dismembered and by the fire pit was where Tylee's dismembered remains would be found. And of course, the line of, I felt I should burn all the limb debris, Tylee was burned. Also, according to the information recently learned in trial, Chad and Lori were texting back and forth for an hour that morning. Innocent my arse. Chad and Alex were also said to be chatting back and forth that morning as well. Now by September 10th, the cult was calling Chad James the Lesser. James the Less is a figure of early Christianity, one of the 12 chosen by Jesus. He's also called the minor, the little, the lesser, or the younger, according to translation. He's also identified sometimes as the brother of Jesus. Also, it says about James, what is James the Lesser known for? This James was one of the first witnesses of the resurrection and received a special appearance from Jesus before he ascended to heaven. He was bishop of the church in Jerusalem and was held in high esteem. He spoke for the people, for instance, in some of the important decisions of the early church. Chad thought of himself as a leader. Now, on September 20th, Lori searched Kennedy Elementary Rexburg, Idaho phone number, which is... JJ's school and also define possess. Now this is the day that Lori's friend Melanie Gibb and David Warwick visited Lori at her home in Rexburg for the weekend. Melanie said Lori kept pointing out JJ's behavior and saying look JJ's being a zombie and and just really pointing this out she said and at this point JJ wouldn't have his service dog. Lori took JJ off his meds. He didn't have his dad because he's dead. He's not talking to his grandparents and when he did it was for all all of 30 seconds or less and he no longer had this special needs school that he was going to in Arizona which has amazing programs for kids and for JJ to thrive. He had all that taken away so what do you expect a child to do? And that weekend was the weekend that JJ died and it was horrible. According to the trial JJ died by the plastic bag that was around his head with duct tape. He suffocated to death. And by September 23rd, JJ's buried in Chad's yard. 
Now, Lori on the 24th searched Kennedy Elementary, Rexburg, Idaho phone number. This is also Tylee's birthday. Lori Vallow also disenrolled JJ from school and says she would homeschool him, but no need to do that because she knows he's buried underground. In a phone call with Melanie Gibb in a cold December day, she states she knows where JJ is and that he's safe and he's happy. And she told authorities that JJ was at a Frozen 2 movie when in fact her two children were frozen underground. But the lies don't stop there because the day that she disenrolls JJ, Lori tells the babysitter that JJ's at Kay's house for several weeks. The lies just go on and on and on. Something that Lori is very good at. A week later on September 30th, Lori searched how to get the back seat out of my Jeep Wrangler. Also Jeep Wrangler JK rear seat removal, how to DIY. Then she went to YouTube and watched a video. Now note, the back seat was seen on video camera footage at Lori's storage unit. You could also see one of the tires that um, roll in, which goes on the back of the Jeep. And Chad rolls it in and he inappropriately pats Lori's butt while walking out of the storage unit. More conspiring goes on. Alex's phone pinged at Lori's apartment. Alex gets a phone call from Chad's burner phone. And on October 2nd, Lori then searched Gilbert, Arizona News. Now note, this is the day when there was an attempt made on Brandon Boudreaux's life and Alex Cox was said to be the shooter. What's interesting in this is that Melanie Boudreaux actually stopped her divorce proceedings because she believed she wouldn't be able to collect life insurance if the divorce was pending. And then boom, the attempt is made on Brandon's life. And another notable fact was Melanie was the few to know that Brandon had moved and what his address was and lied to Melanie Gibb as to what the new address actually is. Yet Al knew. Well, who do you think told him? Here's another interesting fact. Lori orders the rings that would become her and Chad's official wedding rings that we see in their wedding photos the same day of Brandon's attempt. She bought them with her dead husband's credit card, but this time it's not $808. This time it's $36 per ring for a cool $72. Now, Lori also ordered wedding attire for her and Chad, so I'm going to hazard a guess who paid for their actual wedding, probably Charles as well. An interesting note in court, Nate Eaton of East Idaho News, we love Nate, he was talking about the pictures that were being shown in court, but oddly, it was said that she didn't, they didn't have a picture of Lori and her wedding day with Chad holding the gun pose, you know? We got one of those. That should have been shown in court, in my opinion. What do you think? Another interesting tidbit. The day after the attempt on Brandon Boudreaux, Melanie and Brandon's home closes. So now we know why they picked the date of that shooting, because once your home closes, the funds would be released. I'm surprised Melanie Boudreaux isn't in some heat. Now, six days after the attempt on Brandon, on October 8th, Chad searched Rhode Island area code. Chad's new burner phone had a 401 area code, which is said to be a Rhode Island area code. And that same day, Lori flies from Idaho to Arizona under the name Lori Ryan, her past name. The next day on October 9th is the first attempt on Tammy Daybell. She reported that a man came up to her in the driveway, had what she thought was a paintball gun, pointed it at her, it misfired, and he ran away. Ten days later, on October 19th, Tammy died. 
And Chad said that he died in her sleep. He said that she had a bad cough the night before, yet peacefully died in her sleep. She was later exhumed and her autopsy revealed that she died by asphyxiation. Now, Lori received the rings um, that she ordered on Amazon and after Tammy died, there was a ring size difference. She returned them earlier and then she got a new ring size, which there was some chitter chatter in court about it. The defense was talking about, oh, what about Lori's ring size? Do you know what that is? What about Chad's? Do you know what that is? Are you sure it's not Zulema's? Are you sure it's not Alex Cox? But Chad lost weight. He lost weight in the time that he knew Lori. He was fluffy and then he lost weight. When he was going to Hawaii, he was much thinner. And Lori had him doing yoga and all kinds of things and tending to the loin fire. <laughs> By October 22nd, the same day of Tammy's funeral took place, Lori searched wedding dresses, wedding dresses in Kauai, and I guess Lori was super excited. So Lori and Chad got married a couple weeks after that on November 5th, and Tammy died on the 19th of October. And Lori was no angel. She's conniving. Her niece isn't a saint either. I'm really surprised there are no charges on Melanie. She can't tell the truth if her life depended on it. I've done quite a few videos on her and that whole situation. And Chad, well, he's Chad. And it's the same level of manipulation as the rest of them. And speaking of Chad, his lawyer, John Pryor, has been visiting Lori's trial. I'm sure he's taking notes of what's going on and prepping for when Chad's trial actually is going to take place. Let me know below your thoughts on the searches Lori and Chad did and the timeline. See you in the next video.